With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast. I mean, excuse me, the SI Fantasy Podcast still brought to you by DraftKings. The Fantasy Executive and Michael Fabiano coming to you as we get close to the end of Week 13. Still got three more games to go. We'll touch on those right quick at the top getting some of yesterday's top performances. I'll tell a couple of my playoff stories as we get ready to head into weeks 14, 15, and 16. Mike, what's going on, my man? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit wild, man. Um, I'm in 14 redrafts, and the leagues where I was already sort of set in terms of making the playoffs, uh, I, had, I had, some, had some stinkers, and I had some leagues where my teams went off. And then in the four leagues where... I was unlikely to make the playoffs. Uh, my teams showed why I was unlikely to make mm-hmm. the playoffs. I'm telling you, man, like if you've had like, say, Zeke, I have one league where I had Zeke and I had Dak 
and I lost Nick Chubb for part of the year. It's brutal, man, trying to come back from uh, some of your superstars either going down with injuries or not even close uh, to meeting expectations. But it's 2020, man. Uh, this is kind of what we've been dealing with. I mean, we're going to talk about Ty Johnson here in a second, right? That, that's how bad 2020 is at this point. No doubt. Let's hop into tonight's contest. And I want to start uh, with the one between the football team and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Washington football team, if I'm not mistaken, DraftKings Sportsbook has them as a six-and-a-half-point underdog, making the Pittsburgh Steelers a six-and-a-half-point home favorite in this one right here. Total sitting at 43-and-a-half. I think with Pittsburgh, we know what the fantasy uh, stuff looked like. And the same thing goes with D.C. What do you think about this game right here, Mike? Mm. Well, I think it's a chalk game, to be honest with you. Remember, Roethlisberger uh, coming in with a knee should be good to go. Washington's defense has been better at home than it's been on the road, and Big Ben typically does well at the big catch-up bottle. So he is a is a very good start. You're starting all three of the Steelers' wide receivers, and I understand Washington's defense, again, pretty tough. But Pittsburgh's throwing the ball like 70% of the time. So it, it doesn't matter, right, uh, who the defense is. I mean, outside of the 85 Bears, uh, you're probably starting – all these Steelers wide receivers. Benny Snell's an RB2 flex in this game. I don't think he's much more than that. And on the Washington side, there's two dudes to like. Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. And the matchup's not great for the other guy. But Pittsburgh has given up some big games to running backs. And I think McLaurin is hes not elite, but he's damn close. He's a guy that you're going to start every single week. I think... Where do you think McLaurin gets drafted at next year? I think you could see him as high as the second round. So, oh, second round. Yep. Mm-hmm. DK and McLaurin are going to end up going second round next season. Yeah, and they will go ahead. They'll go ahead of Julio. DK might go ahead of Michael Thomas because Drew Brees may not be in New Orleans next season. We'll see. So second round. No question about that. So there, there's going to be a bit of a change ahead of the guard near the top. Oh, yeah. Julio drives you nuts, man. Does, I'd rather have bro. I'd rather have McLaurin or DK. I think DK's obvious at this point. Maybe not Julio's great, but he drives you nuts. You know, with the hamstring and he, he starts a game, he doesn't finish it, and then when we're concerned about maybe not being 100, percent he has a decent game. I'd much rather have DK than Julio. And next season, also depending on the strength of schedule, McLaurin could be in that mix too. Yeah, no doubt. I would agree with you on that one. I think McLaurin is definitely a guy. Well, obviously we got to see how the quarterback situation shakes out in DC over the offseason and see what they're able to do if they bring a guy in that they go back to the draft, even though going back to the draft would be tough for that team. Or, you know, maybe they you know pick up somebody off the scrap heap. Maybe it's a Sam Donald or whatever the case may be. Uh, also tonight we have the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers in the nightcap. Buffalo mm-hmm. a one-point home – I mean, excuse me, Buffalo a one-point road, uh, road favorite. This line has kind of bounced around throughout the course of the week. I got Josh Allen going to my home league tonight, but unless he has the game of his career, it's not really going to be able to do much for me. Now, in the home league, Mike, <clears throat> two weeks ago, I was the one seed. When week 13 ends, I'll be the sixth seed. Oh. Yeah. And it's one particular reason why. There's one particular guy that ruined yesterday for me. I'll get to that in a little bit. But what do you think about this contest right here between the Bills and the 49ers? I really love Raheem Mostert in this game. I have him ranked as a high RB2. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game against Buffalo. They've struggled against running backs this season. Uh, Debo is in the wide receiver three flex uh, conversation. I don't hate Nick Mullins. I don't know why. I, I think he can get you 18 in this game. Now, now you're not starting him outside of DFS. You're already pot committed uh, in traditional fantasy. But I, I don't. 
I don't think he he is an awful play, although he's not the sexiest name out there, right? And on Buffalo's side, I don't like either running back. The Niners are pretty tough against the run. I, I need a big game from Josh Allen. Uh, I need a big game. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I do need a big game from Josh Allen. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping for about 23. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I guess time will tell. Uh, Stephon Diggs is an obvious must start. And Cole Beasley's probably a three flex uh, just because the volume of targets should be there in this game. This one could go either way though, right, Corey? This could end up yep. being like a defensive battle or the points could just go flying off the board. It kind of depends on you know the flow of the contest. Kind of a pick em game, and that's kind of what the number looks like. I've been seeing some people, some smart people too, saying that if the 49ers get into the playoffs, don't be surprised if they're back in the Super Bowl. Mm. Well, they they be closer to 100%. When's Jimmy Garoppolo coming back? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, geez, see, that's the thing. As they start to get healthy, right, they could get healthy right. at the right time. You know how good of a coach Kyle Shanahan and Arizona, is. Arizona, yeah, and Arizona's starting to fall here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Arizona's starting to fall. And so, and they got it. The, the Giants, the first place New York Giants, right? I mean, like, they, they their defense looked good against Russell. Holy cow. The Giants and the Skins, I mean, excuse me, the Giants and the football team, I said the skin. I didn't say the bad word. Calm down. The Giants and the football team can both play defense. Yep. Dallas and Philadelphia can't. Colt, Colt McCoy went to Seattle and beat Russell Wilson. I mean, I where, where's where's Vince Lombardi when you need him? What the hell's going on out there? <laughs> Tomorrow night, the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, last I seen, is going to be active for this. Fire yep. up your Ravens because the Cowboys can't stop nobody, and I think it might be quitting time in Big D. Yeah, we stink. And uh, I, I need a big game from Lamar. I think a lot of people out there need a big game from Lamar. He won't have Mark Andrews, though, and I'm very interested to see how much that affects him. And does it mean good things for Hollywood Brown? Last week, he had a good game. Of With course, Trace you know, McSorley. it was Trace McSorley who who uh, was under center for that contest, uh, at least for part of it, once RG3 went down. But Andrews is a big loss, so I don't know how well Lamar will do. I, I'd say he can get you 18. I mean, I, I would guess that could be his floor against the Cowboys. I mean, geez, Louise, the defense is not any good at all. Uh, I think this is a, a nice game for J.K. Dobbins. And on the Cowboys side, I have Zeke as a sit. And start him and sit him. I know most mm. people probably can't, but dude, he's had he's had four single digit performances in his last five games. He's had one big game since Dak went out. One, that's it against Minnesota. This is a road game against Baltimore for crying out loud. So I, Amari Cooper is probably a three, uh, maybe maybe a low two in this one. CD tough matchup. I probably would fade him where I could. There's not a lot of Cowboys to like. I will say this though, if you make the playoffs. The Cowboys have the Bengals next week in an Andy Dalton revenge game. So, mm. so if you can get through this week, the Cowboys are going to be very fantasy friendly next week. I would agree with that. I think we've been hopping on it and talking about it for about a month or so now. I think Tony Pollard could be a guy that you see and that you're playing during the during the fantasy football playoffs. Could Speaking happen. of the fantasy football playoffs, looks like I got knocked out. Looks like, well, I, I, I got dropped from first seed to sixth seed in my home league. In my NFFC league, where I've fought all year with um, Austin Eckler being on the bench and starting dudes like oh, Le'Veon Bell dude, and Brian Hill and Chargers, holy crap! Uh, disgusting. We, 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 we're going to get to that, dude. But yeah, yep. I looked through both of league, my particular. I started with my NFFC, then I went to my home league, and it always happens this way. 
I always get done in by the same person. And I'm sitting up there watching this game because I had the over in the Jets and Raiders game. So I'm like, yeah, give me more points, more yep, points, yep. more points. And then when I was like, oh, my God, Darren Waller is, is going off. Mm-hmm. Let me check to see my fit. And sure enough, You're in both leagues, yeah, getting walked down by Darren Waller. That, that's all it takes, man. I mean, that's why, like, fantasy football is a lot of fun. And it's it's great hmm. to, uh, to, to analyze it. But at the end of the day, anybody who's smart will tell you luck is huge. It's huge, man. Like, you could have been... You could have been a one or two seed going into this week, looking at getting a first round bye, and played a team that maybe was a six seed or on the outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. If they had Darren Waller, I mean, if they had Darren Waller and Derek Carr, that's the, you know that stack, you got beat. I mean, that that's that's fantasy football for you. That's why I love when leagues incorporate points scored in some sort of fashion in order to get into the postseason. Exactly. Win-loss record can be deceiving. Yes, and that's the thing. I, you know, in the NFFC top four advance, I was fourth with a 36-point lead. Mm -hmm. You know what? Maybe what we need to do. He's now fourth with a 46-point lead. They just went off. Yeah. See, now, I I think it's Emil Cadillac. I got to talk to Emil about this, but... There are there are leagues out there. I'm not exactly sure what leagues. Uh, I could talk to Scott Atkins. He'd probably know too. But there's leagues out there where the the number one seed is the is the team with the best record. The number two seed is the team with the most points. Mm-hmm. That isn't the number one seed. The number three seed is second in the standings. The number four seed is the second team remaining with the most points. So yes. like it's it's kind of like you, you go back and forth. And I like that. I may actually adopt that. For, for my leagues uh, moving forward. This season and in previous seasons, what I've done is top five in the standings, get in, and the sixth team, doesn't matter what your record is, it's the highest scoring team of the remaining teams that aren't in the top five. And also, I, fancy, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Fantasy football playoffs also very tough because, and especially if you're doing like a home style league, ESPN and stuff like that, and you have waiver, waiver priority and not fab, which I think is a mistake, what ends up happening is those teams at the bottom that's picking off those players coming off yeah, the yeah, wire, yeah, yeah, yeah. those teams tend to get hot right about now mm-hmm. when the team that, that were at the top all year, Mike, those teams start, you know, cooling down. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So just something to think about for next season, folks. All right. Jonathan Taylor, he's something to think about for next season. Yesterday we saw him have 14 attempts, 91 yards, three receptions, 44 yards, and a touchdown where it looked like he was on the field by himself. Yeah, man. I mean, the Colts' backfield is hard to gauge uh, overall, but it's gotten a little easier, right? Uh, in the two games, the last two games where Taylor has actually been active, remember, he missed a game due to uh, being in close contact. He was on the COVID list. Uh, you know, Naheem Hines was the guy. But Taylor's been the guy in those two games uh, that he's played over the last three Colts contests. And they've got the Raiders coming up. The Raiders made Ty Johnson look like freaking LaDainian Tomlinson, Okay. Uh, or Freeman McNeil. I'll, I'll, I'll go with, with a guy who's more notably uh, a former Jet, all right? <laughs> Although LT did play for the Jets. Their defense sucks against the run, bro. Like, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm already starting research for Stardom and Sidham. I got to start it on Mondays. David Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor might both be in my top 10 running backs for the week. Yeah, no doubt. Oh. Don, David Montgomery was a dude that I actually I won some money. I had his over rushing yards. 
Montgomery looked good yesterday. Yep. And the Bears, though, figured out a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I love it. I, I love it, man. The Bears suck. And you know what? And Seth Rollins, I love you, brother. Uh, I, I know you're going through a lot of pain, but sometimes you just got to accept the truth. And you know what? They get to play Houston this week. And they get to watch Deshaun Watson, who they could have had on their roster if they were smart. But Nagy's gone. I mean, that that, that, yeah. that whole team is going to get uh, imploded. Let's put it that way. And and, and, he, he and you know what? I think the same thing's going to happen with the Chargers, too. I, and Anthony Lynn, from what I hear, is a wonderful man. He's just not a good head coach. So yesterday, Mike, it's funny you mentioned that. And this is from, once again, from your boy, Michael Lombardi. So we had a pick em situation with the Patriots and the Chargers. And Lombardi made a very interesting point. He said, okay, right now this game is a pick em. Let's just say you take Bill Belichick, make him the head coach of the Chargers. You take Anthony Lynn, make him the head coach of the Patriots. What's the spread? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers have way more talent than the Patriots do. A ton more. Yeah, I dude, that was brutal, man. Like, like Justin Herbert for the first time looked like a rookie. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I, I had dropped him in my rankings, not out of the top ten, but he was more like uh, at the at the you know nine ten level. And typically he's in the top six, but because of the whole Belichick, you know, yeah, against rookie quarterbacks, I'm like, eh, still startable. But he's had two stinkers in a row now, though Herbert. Uh, I will say this. He's got a really good matchup against Atlanta coming up, so do not sit him, uh, you know, unless he's he's one of two guys you stream and, and they're both very good. But listen, man, the Chargers, boy, that, that game, that was embarrassing. I mean, I, it's on their home field. I know there's no fans, but they got boat raced by the Patriots who aren't that good. They're not, not good. that good. They're not 45 points good. No. I mean, the, the special teams just did them in. Mm-hmm. What, what? Gunnar Olszewski, is that? I don't even know how to pronounce the dude's name. I think I got it right. Holy cow. Is he like Devin Hester or what, bro? <laughs> nah, Gunner's a dude that got a little bit of talent, and so is the tight end, Devin Asiasi, whatever his name I, is. Asiasi, I love it, man. <laughs> but I got like, some yeah. players coming up in the pipeline, but no Keenan Allen bro, love, no no, no Austin Eckler. It was just dude, a disaster. They all sucked. Herbert sucked. Allen sucked. And I love Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler sucked. And I love Austin Eckler. Hunter Henry sucked. They all were terrible. That, that team is not that bad. Just, if it was any team I could not afford to have a zero yesterday, it was the, the, the loss, oh, whatever the Chargers cost. Eckler, Eckler cost me uh, a win, and uh, Keenan Allen cost me a win. I mean, they've been winning games for me all, you know, uh, all season long, uh, at least in terms of uh, Keenan Allen, because Eckler's been out. So, hey, you know what? You're forgiven, forget, and, and hopefully you advanced, and, and, and they'll be back and, and better because the, the matchup's great against Atlanta. That should be a high-scoring game. But, boy, that was a brutal week and a bad week for an offensive uh, you know, juggernaut like the Chargers to go belly up. Is Jared Goff going to lead don't fantasy footballers to championships this year? No, don't say it. Don't say it. I can't, no, no, I can't. Mike, you gotta, Mike, Mike, I'm looking at these numbers, and I, I'm thinking, this, this is, what is this? He's had two good games in, this, in the last month and a half, though. Corey, his numbers haven't been that great. And, like, the Cardinals, like, I, I think Goff is like a guy who's in your lineup every single week in multi-QB leagues, and that's it. And you could stream him when the matchup's right. The matchup was right, but there was only two teams on a bye. I didn't have him in my top 12 quarterbacks. You can't trust him. You're going to nope. play him against New England? 
You're going to play him against New England. No. New England. Oh, God. I've seen that ball already. Nothing to Justin Herbert. And last week, they gave up nothing to Kyler Murray. I ain't playing him against the Patriots. Hell no. Thursday night football. I'm not playing either of those quarterbacks. No chance. I don't blame you on that one. No chance, man. So, like, yeah, Goff, that's Goff. He's like Derek Carr, kind of. Right? Derek Carr will tease you with some nice performances. And then you start him, and he's terrible. Right? I mean, we saw that against Atlanta. I was talking, you know, Rick Kamla. My, my guy oh, from Sirius Rick XM. Kamla, Rick Kamla. Rick Kamla. We did NBA the show. TV. You know, he's a fantasy guy. Yeah. Dude, we, we do a show together on Sunday yes, morning right. on Sirius XM, it. brother. And you know what? We were talking in the breaks. He's like, I can't play car. I can't play car. I'm like, brother, I'm telling you, man, play him. But he killed me last week. I don't care what last week. Last week was last week. That's in the path. Doesn't matter. The NFL is a week-to-week league. You got to put it away. You got to put it away. The only thing you're looking at when it comes to uh, the past is target share, touch share, snaps, targets, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, just because a guy's terrible one week doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be terrible the next week, especially when you're playing the Jets. By the way, their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, got fired in one of the dumbest, the dumbest calls I've seen any coordinator make in the history of the National Football League, as long as I've been watching football, and that's been you know a good 40, 40 years. How in the hell? He did it twice, Corey. Yeah. Right? Aguilar should have actually won the game. Aguilar had a ton of targets, but Derek Carr overthrew him. The next play, you run, you rush seven guys when the only thing that'll beat you is a touchdown. You got four guys in coverage when you and know they got the a Raiders, dude that runs a four-two on the other side. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's just dumb. That 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 that, that is just dumb. But I don't know what's dumb. They were trying to lose the game. But but here's the thing, like I understand that, and that's the first thing you say. None of these guys that the Jets have coaching right now are going to be coaching next year. You're right. So You're unless, right. So, uh, so and I, I, I wouldn't unless, do that to unless the Woody Johnson got into Adam Gase's ear or Greg Williams's ear and said, "Do what you need to do to lose this game," <laughs> right? Like I don't know. Like how the freaking hell do you do that? Like people who are uneducated in football would know. You need. You need to drop everybody back into coverage. You rush three guys. Uh, whatever, dude. It's the Jets. They suck. And you know what? Jets fans love it. They freaking yeah. love it. Broadway Trevor. <laughs> watch, watch him stay in school. He's like, eh, I'm not going to the Jets. Watch him pull an Eli crazy. Manning. Devontae Adams, Mike, 10 catches, 121 yards, two dude, touchdowns. It just it, it, The hits don't stop with he DA. is a freaking beast. I, 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 that, that's all you can say. This guy is amazing every single week. He's like Michael Thomas was last year. Yep. Every single week, he is putting up monster numbers. And, and you know what was funny? Did you, did you notice? Did you watch that game? Did you notice that they, almost, they were almost daring? It almost seemed like they wanted to go after Darius Slay. Like they, there was no fear. Slay got his, got his butt handed to him by DK the previous week. And then Devante gives him his butt yesterday. And then, you know, he left the game with a knee. Let's look at Adams's numbers. Okay. He had 41 points in week one, and then he got hurt in week two. He came back in week six and had a stinker against Tampa. Then he had 44, 30, 33, 18 and change, 23, 18 and change, 34. He's averaging 27 points a game nearly. It's, inc- it's incredible. That's like, like LT at his height. 
When LaDainian Thomason's best season, he averaged 29 points a game. And, when and David we, Johnson had that amazing season a couple mm-hmm, years ago, mm-hmm. he averaged around 28, 29 points a game. I miss and this good, is a wide miss, receiver I, doing this. I miss good David Johnson. I really do. Yeah, they good um, David Johnson was the man. But, but, dude, 40 he's, touches. I don't know. <laughs> he, he is, listen, man, he is putting up bananas numbers. And, and, and it's crazy. Remember this again, folks. Remember this again. I made this mistake in one league. In another league, I have I have Lamar Jackson in two leagues. One of them is a two QB league, so obviously you're going after quarterbacks a little bit sooner than you would otherwise. But I went after Jackson. He was available in the fourth round in the Allison Chains League. Uh, I'm still I'm still going to make the playoffs. I might get a top two seed, but it has not be, been because of Lamar Jackson. No, right? I mean, Taysom Hill's been a better quarterback. Don't take a quarterback early. Don't do it. Okay. I mean, okay. I get the argument for Patrick Mahomes. I get the argument for Mahomes. Like. Aaron Rodgers is elite, and this guy didn't get picked until late in drafts, man. Like, Aaron Rodgers has been bananas, ridiculous good. I mean, whatever you Herbert want to use. off the waiver wire. Herbert off the waiver wire. Taysom Hill off the waiver wire. Dude, Kirk Cousins, four of his last five games over 20 points. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nah, quarterback is a position where, listen – even if you're paying up, and I and I and I would never like be the type to pay up for Mahomes because I think I can handicap and scout it and find some of those values a little bit later on in the draft. Like I was in on Kyler Murray this year because of the style of play, so I had him in a couple leagues, and he you know did well up to these these last couple of weeks. But for the most part, you know, you can like you said, just it just it doesn't make no sense. Wait on your quarterback, get your quarterback late, and do the scouting so you can find uh, the right quarterback uh, for your team. Aaron Jones also plays well. Corey Davis balled out yesterday, too. Dude, I loved him. Uh, Benny Heisler and I were both on him. He was mm-hmm. in Stardom and Sidham. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland stinks against wide receivers on the road. Stinks. And they had no Denzel Ward. Greedy Williams has been out. Stink on the road. Remember that, folks. A.J. Brown should have had a better game. He he turned his ankle. He fumbled at the goal line. Like A.J. Brown could have had a, he, he had an okay game. He could have had a much bigger game. Cleveland's defense stinks. I, I can't. I still can't believe that game. I I, I thought Cleveland was going to lose that game, and holy cow! I mean, they boat raced the Titans in the first half. They kicked their ass all over the field. It Baker was Mayfield unbelievable. Game of his career. It was wild. People's Jones. They was just going crazy. And I'm like, I okay, exactly. I was talking with Frankie. Me and Frankie was doing the SI Gambling Podcast on Friday, and I was like, you got two eight and three teams coming into this matchup, but one's a stiff eight, eight and three. The other one's a flaccid eight and three. The flaccid eight and three actually got the job done. That's right. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's the NFL. Don't try it at home. Yeah, and exactly. Yep. So I mean, it, it is what it is. But I will say this: don't chase those points. Nope. Don't chase those points. Baker's Not got Baltimore coming up next. So be careful. Baltimore's going to need that one too, because Baltimore's outside the playoff picture right well, now. Well, they'll beat the Cowboys because we suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, yeah. So Baltimore's got. But here's Baltimore's schedule is pretty good the rest of the season, right? You got Dallas this week, at Cleveland, Jacksonville. Then you got the Giants, whose defense is playing better. And then you're at Cincinnati. The Giants uh, are going to need that game more than likely too. They need every. Yeah, it's going to be Giants and Washington. I hope. I, I, I always hated the Giants because I grew up a Cowboys fan in the tri-state area, so I always hated Same. the Giants. I want Washington to get it, just for Alex Smith, man. Just, just I'd love to see even if they even if they win the division with six or seven wins, who cares? You know what? I I'm in the same boat as you, but I've lived both places. 
I grew up in the tri-state area, live in the tri-state area, but I also spent a decade in the DMV. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, both fan bases are pretty pitiful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they both fan bases hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. But I just would like, I think my thing was I would, I would want to see, oh, that's hard. I, I'm not even going to say I want to see the Giants win the division because I don't no, want to see the Giants. Because the Giants fans are obnoxious fans. They They're so yes. obnoxious. Yeah. So They'll say the same thing about Cowboys fans too. So no, I mean, Dallas Cowboy fans Cowboys. are the worst fans in sports. The worst fans in sports are Cowboy fans and Laker fans. Talk. What do you mean? Speak Sorry, for yourself. <laughs> and I'm a Cowboy fan, and I know I've given people hell over the years. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. The last 20-plus years, you can't give anybody no. anything because most of those years we stink. Nothing much to talk about on that one right no, there the last no, couple of years. No. Uh, how do you feel about Mike Kosecki? Uh, he went off yesterday, 9 for 88 in a touch. I like the He's matchup. Good, him and Tua I, have a good rapport. I like the matchup, but then when Tua got named the starter, I was like, eh. And so I don't have any shares of Kosecki, uh, but but yeah, he was a he was a back end tight end one. Did not expect that. Really bummed though. Devontae Parker had a great matchup, and if it was Fitz, that game would have been a lot different. Parker would have had a big game. Uh, I, I feel pretty good about that. But then he gets tossed. Like everyone was fighting in that game, so he you got because of that. Did you see that hit? Yeah, I did. Well, Tyler Boyd too. I mean, that although the Tyler Boyd fight was kind Tyler of Tyler Boyd wasn't he shouldn't have got thrown out the game. Yeah, they shouldn't have got thrown out of the game for that. That was kind of a weak fight. But I mean, at least Boyd had a seventy-two yard touchdown before he went out, so that yeah, helped you. Parker didn't do anything. So I mean, nah, Paul, he yeah, and, and Miami's he had some end zone targets too. He couldn't pull him in though. Yeah, Miami's got uh, KC coming up next too. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game to watch. Tua against Mahomes. Justin Jefferson. Dude. Needs to be in the rookie of the year conversation. I know it's a quarterback award, and Justin Herbert has his arms around it, mm-hmm. but Jefferson has been dynamite in that offense. Nine for one twenty-one in a touch. Yeah, dude. I mean, he. How did the Eagles is, not draft him? Uh, Eagles. I don't know. I mean, dude. <laughs> right now, right now, he is the third highest scoring rookie behind Herbert, who's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who is obvious, but he's only 30 points behind him. That's crazy. And then James Robinson's at 223. James Robinson's like I-, I can make an argument that James Robinson is the fantasy MVP. He is very important piece, especially when you look at what happened with McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott mm-hmm. this year. Yep. If yep. you were able to snatch up Robinson throughout the course of the season, when you when you were when you know when you had those guys, if you was able to come back and get Robinson. He held it steady. He held the fort down. And one thing about Jacksonville is Jacksonville does not get blown out, and they commit to the run. Robinson's going to be a good fantasy back for years to come, Mike. He's good, and nobody drafted him. Imagine yep. that. Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. And 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 in this draft class that had so much talent, boy, boy, let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here quickly, but uh, James Robinson has been better than everybody. Every, I mean, Antonio Gibson has been, been very good, too. Yeah, uh, he he hasn't had as many points. He's averaging about sixteen and a half, where uh, uh, Robinson is averaging uh, more than eighteen and a half. So so Gibson's been pretty damn good too. But boy, James Robinson been good. Clyde edwards hilaire You want to talk about uh, a nightmare scenario, right? Not only not only did the Chiefs burn you by not challenging that catch. Boy, and how Tyree does Tyreek Tyree not know? Out how there does Tyreek not ball? know he caught that ball? Like. I mean, not for nothing, nothing against wide receivers, but they have a bit of a diva reputation and they think they caught everything. 
Like, you know. I don't understand why he didn't run to the sideline. Yo, throw the flag. I don't flag, get it. I don't get it. You would think, like, he's the one who caught it. How did he not know that he didn't that that, that it didn't hit the ground? I don't know. Whatever. So you lose points as a Mahomes uh, manager. You lose points as a Tyreek manager. And Tyreek didn't have a great game. He had two touchdowns that should have been that didn't get uh, that didn't happen. And then if you started the glide, he didn't play. Nothing. So and Le'Veon Bell wasn't all that great in his absence. So maybe long term that'll be good because Reed will be like, eh, maybe I gotta play this rookie a little bit more. That was a bat that, that was a back breaking performance. And Mahomes ended up being decent. I mean, he had 19 points, which isn't terrible for Mahomes. It, you know, it's not great. But I mean, imagine if you tack on that touchdown, or maybe those two touchdowns to Tyreek, and then you're looking at a you know 30 point performance. But late season what it is, the man. late feet late season divisional games. Are tough to come by a ton of fantasy points. Um, anything else you want to touch on from yesterday, Mike? Before we get into this waiver wire stuff. <laughs> well, uh, for one thing, he had a scare, he had a scare with uh, AJ Brown for a minute. Yeah, that we did. did. Look good. We, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, it didn't look good, and hopefully he's going to be good to go. I mean, he was able to to uh, you know to, to stay in the game. I guess. I guess the one thing that that we didn't mention here that we should. Wayne Gallman has now had six straight games with either one touchdown or more or he rushed for 130 plus yards against Seattle yesterday. Now he also had a touchdown vultured from uh, Alfred Morris. Wayne Gallman, Wayne Gallman folks has become uh, a near must start Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit of news here. Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore is among the players being added to the COVID-19 list uh, as the Panthers have some, issues with COVID uh, going into this week. So keep tabs on his status because if he can't go, boy, Robbie Anderson and uh, and Curtis Samuel are going to be tremendous plays uh, this week uh, for the Panthers. And they go up against Denver uh, next on the schedule. So, but that, that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, got to give props to Wayne Gallman, dude. Wayne Gallman has been the man, dude. I mean, hell. You rolling out there, Wayne good. Gallman and James Robinson for your fantasy playoffs. You're looking pretty good, man. Right? <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me that in week one, and I'd have been like, you's a new fool. You, you don't know nothing about fantasy football. Uh-huh. I'd be like, who is James Robinson? And Wayne Gallman has never been good. But listen, they piece it together this year. Judge has got to be a candidate for head coach of the year. Especially if the Giants win the division. I mean, and yeah. I know I know it's a it's a crap division, but still. I mean, they, they started 0-5, right? Didn't they start 0-5? Yeah, they never quit. They, they, the Giants don't quit. That's one thing I'll say about them. That they, they 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 have not quit at any point throughout the course of the season. They have not quit. You know, uh, Daniel Jones with the funny thing and he fun, uh, falling down and, you know, being there and Dak and the Cowboys come back and win that game. The Giants stayed the course the whole season and they started getting some W's and Wayne Gallman has been excellent. Yeah. And not, not that, uh, you know, not that their pass catchers have been any great shakes. You know, Evan Ingram no. uh, has been has been a little bit more reliable lately. Uh, but boy, Gallman's been a star. Like he, he really has. He has been tremendous. Um, obviously, next year he's going to not be drafted because Saquon will be back. But you know, at the end of the year, we may be looking back and saying Wayne Gallman was one of the best waiver wire ads in fantasy football. Definitely, I definitely would agree with you on that. When Wayne Gallman was a guy that came in there and got it done. But we do have one more shot. Well, the teams that are going to the playoffs have one more shot. When the teams that are going to the playoffs can go ahead and make their pickups and their selections, you know, for the remaining couple of weeks. What do you like on the way of Hawaii in week 14 for the playoff teams? Okay, so, again, uh, there's not much out there. And as we're recording this, 
there's still three more games that have to get played. True. So quarterback, Kirk Cousins, uh, 20 plus points in four of five. He's got the Bucks coming up next. The Buccaneers defense has not been good against quarterbacks in the last month. Uh, Baker had a big game as we talked about, but he's got Baltimore. Uh, he's got the Jets in week 16 though. So maybe that's uh, an add and stash. Derek Carr had a nice game. I don't love his matchup against the Colts coming up, but I mean, he's, he's, he's worth an ad if you're desperate, which at this point, most people aren't. Phillip Rivers has got the Raiders. Teddy Bridgewater's got the Broncos. Tua could be in a shootout against the Chiefs. And then Jalen Hurts, your guy, right? He could end up taking that job. We don't know at this point. It hasn't been mentioned. Uh, at running back, Cam Akers, I told you to pick him up last week. Yep. Uh, he had a 32% touch share. He's got a touchdown in three straight games. He does have the Patriots, though, this week. Uh, that, that could end up being uh, a situation where he's probably uh, a flex, I would say. Um, maybe maybe a low RB, too. Adrian Peterson has got four touchdowns in his last two games. If DeAndre Swift can't come back, they've got the Packers. Okay, Ty Johnson, I get it. It's Ty John- the, the freaking Raiders made him look like Freeman McNeil, for crying out loud. <laughs> but Frank Gore has a concussion. They've got Seattle coming up next. I mean, like, it depends on you know what your roster construction is. And wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton. What I say last week, man, Houston, he dominates that team. Kills He's averaging it. over 21 points per game in his last two. He's got the Raiders coming up. It's a good matchup. Kiki QT, another player that we talked about last week. Nine targets, 141 yards, uh, had a 24% target share, which was bigger than Brandon Cooks. The matchup's not great this week against the Bears, but the Brandon Bears' Cooks. defense has kind of sucked the last couple of weeks. Uh, Richard Higgins, also in the mix. Again, matchup's not great this week against the Ravens. But he had nine targets and over 21 fantasy points against the Titans. Um, some deep leaguers. I mean, Tim Patrick had a couple of touchdowns. He's got the Panthers coming up. LaVisca Chenault, he had a lucky touchdown. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a big game, but Ravens. And then Chad Hansen for the Texans, but he's got Chicago. Most of those guys are not going to warrant uh, a roster spot unless you're in you know a deep Scott Fishbowl type league. Yeah. At tight end. Anthony Fersker has got Jacksonville. He had seven targets without Johnny Smith. If Johnny can't play, then Fersker is going to be on the radar. I actually started him in one of my leagues this week. Uh, Logan Thomas has not played yet. He's got the Niners coming up next. Gerald Everett has not uh, has not put up great numbers. He was pretty good this past week. The Cardinals reverted back to the crappy I can't stop a tight end defense from last year against the Rams, but they've got the Patriots coming up. I mean, Dan Arnold, two touchdowns. Do you, do you believe in him? Tyler Eifert's had a couple of good games in a row. Drew Sample. I mean, this is where we're at, folks. There's nothing. You're, the, the, tight, the tight ends you're bringing into the playoffs are the tight ends you're probably starting in the playoffs. So there's not much. I mean, first is probably the guy. I mean, unless you're in a non-competitive league, there may be some better options out there. But there's not much right now, folks. 